What do you think about what's happening in Washington? Our Congressman French Hill and the Republicans know that it's dangerous to change the presumption of innocence to a presumption of guilt, especially for black men. If the Democrats can do that to a white justice of the Supreme Court with no evidence, no corroboration, and all of her witnesses, including her best friend, say it didn't happen, what will happen to our husbands, our fathers, or our sons when a white girl lies on them? Girl, white Democrats will be lynching black folk again. Honey, I've always told my son, don't be messing around with that. If you get caught, she will cry rape. I'm voting to keep Congressman French Hill and the Republicans because we have to protect our men and boys. We can't afford to let white Democrats take us back to bad old days of race verdicts, life sentences, and lynchings when a white girl screams rape. Paid for by Black Americans for the President's Agenda. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. It's a weird sponsor for us to have. Like, we're getting, like, sponsorships from a political action committee in freaking... Arkansas. What a weird. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the support. You, you found it again. No, I've had it. I just never I haven't been using it. Tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roller, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash, the genetic jackhammer, episode 181 of Pillow Fort Radio, the world's greatest podcast. As always, I'm joined by the former intercontinental champion, white Samoan, albino grizzly bear, vanilla gorilla. Village blacksmith. <laughs> Village blacksmith. <laughs> illegitimate son of Gorilla Monsoon. You kind of look like him. He's, all, he's seven foot tall, though. Yeah, no. So. God, I don't look anything like that. <laughs> no, we'll pull it up. <laughs> Mo- modern day William Wallace. There you go. <laughs> That's old Chucky. I hate it. everything. And, of course, as always, returning champion, the... Rod Serling of Virginia. I was going to say the Randy Marsh of regenerative <laughs> farming. The Roger Rabbit the <laughs> of regenerative farming. Both the dance and the cartoon character. What was the dance? I can't do it. Well, of course you can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry there, uh, Tommy Toon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the bone cruncher, the the dirty shame. That's John Morgan. Is it Juan or John? I've never asked you really. I've just always assumed. I will, John. I will accept either. Juan. Okay. John. 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 John Luke. John Juan. John Juan DeMarco. And just Jesus as Christ, some scurrying is going on. Just <laughs> as long as there's not a an a thin. At the end of it, Mr. Morgan. If you're nasty, is Jonathan. your is your uh, full name not Jonathan? It absolutely is. Really, that's cool. Most 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 Johns are not Jonathans. I did not know that. Most Johns are just John. Anyway, that knows most Toms aren't Tomathans. <laughs> that's I agree with that. Now I, that that I can get on board with. <laughs> 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 anyway, that that ad at the beginning was. 
You know what what they're saying was is right. By, was that written by Al Jolson? I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not like what they're saying is wrong, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's just framed in such an insulting context. It's pretty. If it was Native Americans, they would have come. They would have come in with drugs, <laughs> and they would have said something that's very poignant. Take, bum, taking bum, our land, bum, bum, you should bum, give bum, mo, bum, 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 mo wampum bum, bum, to. <laughs> you should give him much wampum to Kimosabi. Here, have some fire water. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not genetically. Uh, I shouldn't genetically be uh, drinking this alcohol. For some reason, I have a higher risk of alcoholism. I don't know what But I just love it. I don't know what the scientific explanation for that is. No, no, Asians have it too. Asians get the, uh, like a, a blush whenever they drink. Yeah. Not all of them, of course. The good ones. <laughs> the Japanese like that sake. They certainly do. You're going to be happy to know I've, uh, yesterday I, I got something that is a lot of fun. Me and John talked about it. And, um, Find the old soundboard. I found the it's the it's the old soundboard, but it's like everything isn't downloaded to the thing. So whenever you press a button, Can't touch it this. takes a second. But it just doesn't have all my all the sounds that I added to it. Right. But it has a lot of the ones that I used a lot, like <laughs> yakety sacks. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you can search on it, and there's like a whole database of. Just like pretty search, insulting stuff, like searching for a gif, yeah. Right, but you can find it pretty much, yeah. Like this is nice. Smoke weed every day, but yeah, I'm going to overuse it, and it's going to be great. <laughs> we're back, we're now a morning zoo again. Then, <laughs> 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 ladies and gentlemen, Chuck's here. <laughs> anyway, I found that again. So, what's everybody been doing? How you been? What's going on? I haven't seen you in four days. Mm-hmm. It's working. Uh, that's great, man. Yeah. You know, the art of good storytelling is uh, embellishment. <laughs> I've been working hard. <laughs> is that sort of like walking hard? Walk hard. <laughs> no, it's just a uh, midnight shift. And, it, you know, I just went back a couple nights ago. And the first night back always sucks. That and is then, true. And then uh, you get the thing like. Like I like uh, a lot of people when they have the weekend off on Sunday, they just spend all day dreading going back to work on Monday. Not necessarily. And you do that for. I've kind of stopped doing that because I realize it's a waste of time. Right. Um, it was, a, but to be honest, it was uh, easier when I was working. Remember, I was working all my days off. Yeah, and um, that was completely wrecking my m- mental state and my physical state, but. I never really dreaded going back to work because I was always working. So, <laughs> what about you, John? How you been? Oh, doing just fine. We just did a two-hour podcast yeah. last night, so <laughs> nothing new in the last twenty-four hours. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Other than you know, my pigs came back. Pigs came back. Are they going to be in trouble? Uh, hey, uh. yeah. They actually. <laughs> hey, uh. they actually are in trouble. The pigs came back. They're in big trouble. I'm just glad none of them are got to fight them. <laughs> In a sense. Can I see that phone for a second? <laughs> Is there, was there some mystery behind why they disappeared? 
Not in really. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst theme song ever. Oh, that's pretty good. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, they just. Uh, uh, well, they were free ranging, but they weren't. They weren't. You know, they're were staying on the property. They weren't really going anywhere. Just kind of foraging nearby, and because I was feeding them regularly, so they would just hang out pretty close. And then they started. One of my pigs is smart enough to know where the trails are, and she would go up and. Uh, go up into the woods and go visit my neighbors and shit. And are they not dangerous? And the pigs or the trails? Dan- the pigs are not dangerous. What's I mean? What's dangerous? What would be dangerous about them? Well, I mean, they're I, it's essentially a boar. So a boar is a is a is a feral an, pig, an intact male pig. Whether it's domesticated a, or wild, that's what a boar is. They're okay. almost wild. You know what I mean? That's what I was saying. I mean, they're not wild. Okay. They're totally. They're domesticated. They're tame. All right. Well, I've no, been up there, and they are. You know, if they spent. Like, I mean, if they spent a few weeks gone. I mean, what, what, completely. Then they would. They're they're start they're close. on a six hundred acre tract of land where there are where there is where nobody else goes except a few hunter people that lease it for hunting. What, who? What would they? I mean, what would the danger be? I don't know. I was just it was just a question. It was yeah. not an insult. I mean, I mean, no, I just. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, it's just kind of shocking to me. It's like, to me, because I, you know, they free range around my yard and I just walk around. And well, I know, but they're, they're so, familiar with you. You so, know what I mean? I'm, I'm so thinking a, maybe is it like a dog is what I'm saying. Dogs yeah. can be perfectly fine with their owner, but then they can be dangerous to other people. That was kind of the premise I was advancing. No, I mean, you could walk up to them and kick them in the face and they would just make a noise and okay strafe away from you. Sure. I mean, they don't. Or they would just stand there and look at you. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or depending on how good you are at kicking, they might just. Laugh at you. <laughs> they, they, they're not. They're not aggressive like that. They don't bite or anything. I mean, they they'll bite like if you're if they're really hungry and you have like have a bag of feed, they'll like nibble at your feet mm-hmm. and at your legs maybe. But it's not like biting. It's more like well, that's hey. why you have the teeth. It's more, like, hey, it's more like hey, feed me. Hey, like you know how a dog will yeah. play with a toy, kind of like that. Okay. But I've never I've never been bitten by a pig, and I've you know I've held them and you know held them while they screamed and cut their balls off with a knife. I've never been bitten by a pig. They're just not, you know. They're not aggressive animals. They don't have any reason to be aggressive because they're tanks. Sure. It's like a turtle isn't doesn't have a. Speaking of turtles, a turtle. You got yourself a turtle, didn't you? A turtle. A turtle just you know. Well, it depends on the turtle. Well, turtle I have. Generally speaking, they you know they they pull their legs in and they've got the the outer shell. Sure. Uh, a, a pig. They usually have. I, I've always seen the cartoon, has the outer so they, they usually got a TV in there, got their feet kicked <laughs> up with the newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> seems like a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it's all right. And you carry it with you wherever you go. <laughs> now, if you were if you were with a sow, in, in you know, who had some uh, a litter of piglets, and she was a good you know protective mother, mm-hmm. and one of the piglets squeals, and you're the culprit, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's very dangerous. Okay. They, That's always, they yeah. might charge you and and they like my, as they get all pigs have tusks. It's just a question of if they're old enough to get them. Males, females, they all get tusks. It's just a question of how how long they live and how big the tusks get. Mm-hmm. Um, like my sow has has tusks and like she'll come up and rub on me and like kind of hit me with it and it kind of hurts. Yeah, just to say hello. But when she's defending her territory, like if she gets into a scuffle with one of the lesser dominant pigs, she like swings her head. The way like a stegosaurus would swing its tail, mm-hmm. and then the tusks stick out to the side, and she'll she'll cut them. Not like they're not sharp, sharp. They're like it's kind of like a almost like a molar or like a you know like a dull tooth. I've learned something today. Pig equals stegosaurus. They kind of are like a stegosaurus. They're even kind of shaped like it. Sure, 
They're like a mammalian. Except they're not, yeah, they're not related to birds. See, we. I've had that discussion with like non-evolutionist Christians, and they still believe that dinosaurs are reptiles, and you can't convince them otherwise. They think all of them are reptiles. Yes, I tried to explain. You know, there's nothing like getting the glazed look in their eyes when I explain that they couldn't have a two-chamber heart because it doesn't pump hard enough. That's why all reptiles are built horizontal. Yeah, they're gravity flow. Yeah, and mammals and birds can be built vertical because the three-chamber, at least the three-chamber heart can pump hard enough to get blood up to the brain. Mm, that's so. just basic plumbing right there. <laughs> Fucking, uh, and the, I mean, they've proven that, uh, I guess proven, I don't know, but like the uh, birds are essentially dinosaurs. Yeah. With their weird hollow bones and their wings. And their bird brains. And their beaks. It's weird, though. Some Some birds are so smart and some are so dumb. Like chickens are really dumb, and they're not. I mean, see, I don't they, know these things. I, I need to be educated. Dep- no, it just depends on well, what you know. It, it, it's apples and oranges in terms of the type of intelligence we're talking about. Do they right? really need to know uh, like quantum theory? No, they just like there would be hey, there's a cool chicken. <laughs> there's a chicken playing playing tic tac toe. And there's a chicken with on a sketching on a board. I, mean, I think I think, I think maybe I've touched on this, but it's like you know a dog. We believe that a dog is smart because it has eyes and it looks at us mm-hmm. and it can learn tricks and we can kind of communicate with it. And it has like, it has, you know, human-like qualities that sure. we relate to. So we think that a dog is smart. Same with a pig. And birds, you know, like a chicken, think that's, that animal's stupid. And in some ways they are really stupid. But I don't know how to walk around just in a grass field <laughs> and just like pick up little pieces of protein and, and survive just by walking around and finding food and water. In, in in almost any environment on the planet, yeah, but wouldn't that I'm be- nowhere near smart enough, quote unquote, smart enough to do that. Whereas birds can survive, you know, a, right. a dumb, a well-bred domesticated chicken that has survival instincts, like a heritage breed chicken, can survive in almost any environment as long as it can stay safe from predators. Yeah. That's pretty fucking smart. Most humans well, can't do that. Well, I, I, but is it smart or is it an instinct? I mean, it, okay. It's like you can well, take it, a reptile. It, it, reptile is, is essentially a, a, a machine. It doesn't really feel. It doesn't really. It doesn't think like we think. It's more. It's very instinctual, you know, kind of pre-programmed. They come out of the box like that, you know. I just don't make a dis- I don't. I just don't disclude instinct from the intelligence wheel. Okay. I think that instinct is a part of intelligence. The same way creativity is a part of intelligence, even though IQ doesn't measure that. Right. IQ is not a measure of intelligence. It's just a measure of one little really narrow sliver of the pie that that is part of intelligence. Tell that to the alt-right. So, yeah, chickens have low IQs, but in terms of their survival intelligence and their ability to, uh, you know, just live— Without um, a bunch of like, you know, without a whole industrialized society supporting them because they're so frail and weak. Actually, I think humans are kind of stupid in a lot of ways because we, you know, most of us, most of us are because we can't live without central air and clothes and refrigeration. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah, but I mean, the the, the species as a base is a pretty remarkable species. I mean, able to survive in any in any any environment. Essentially, we're us, horses, and dogs. And Ch- pigs. Chickens. And chickens. Anything okay. that travels with us so, are able to survive in all these circumstances. You know, human beings 
are intelligent enough to wipe out other species because we figured out what they're going to do and think. It's like it's like a wolf. A wolf will use complex, even feints to make an animal do what they want. You know, they'll like fool the animal. They're very intelligent that way. Right. And that goes back to the instinct, too, because nobody would think. Of course, a dog is a wolf is just a dog, basically. I mean, there are subtle differences, but they're the same. And um, yes, they're intelligent, but you wouldn't consider them like a chimp intelligent or or a dolphin or something like that. But in a in a sense, they are, are just as intelligent by the standard you just mentioned, because they are just right. they're absolutely geniuses at corralling prey. Like canids are much more successful predators than felines. Yeah, like. Lions only are always successful. They're always in, on the verge of starving. They're like one in ten hunts are successful. I think wolves are, are succeed like some ridiculous ninety percent of the time or something like that because they're just they work together, right? And oh well, yeah, uh, and cats all, don't do they? Well, it depends. Lions are the only social cat, so tigers are loners. So. Tigers are loners. They will kill each other. Oh, fuck yeah, they will. Um, a male will eat a female if she's not in, in estrus. Not in the good way, either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, domestic Girl. cats can be social, but they're not. But there's no hierarchy. So, yeah, lions are the only hierarchical, hier- hierarchical animal. Hier- I mean, um, cat. cat. So, it's pretty. And there's And they're... Structure is pretty shitty. Like, pretty like the fee- like, the females can do all the, the work, and everything. the male sits around. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll defend if I need to. And but but, but basically, to. from other lions and yeah. from well, say leopards and and hyenas and stuff. I, I've watched so many film. Mom let, laying around being a biology teacher, and I would always gravitate towards the you know the more violent ones. And well, yeah, the nature. And it almost invariably comes back to big cats because their lives are just violence. That's all it really is. Violence I mean, and napping. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not unlike human life. It's just that it happens behind a closed door. We don't, it's out of sight, out of mind for us. Mm-hmm. Our whole structure is based on violence, too. Um, I'd say primates are more based on society as opposed to just sheer violence. I mean, we're... Our, Chimps, yes, are violent creatures. Chimps are the assholes of the I just of the mean animal like, world, but there, there's not there's not a single element of modern living and technology in this room that is not completely dependent upon the lives of animals dying and ecologies being destroyed and violence occurring, so that we can have this microphone, this microphone stand, this table, this smartphone. It's all the result of utter appalling violence. Ever thought about writing Christmas cards? <laughs> <laughs> What's it pay? <laughs> Might not be worth it. <laughs> well, I don't know. You said this I mean, card was was hewn from the from the from the leaves of a baobab tree. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just that's the reality, right? Well, of I mean, course, and you're obvi- absolutely correct, obviously you know? humans are more violent than lions. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Well, yes, we kill for pleasure. They kill for sustenance. That's the only way I can well, come we, if I kill something. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Drifters, usually. Yeah. But yeah. We, we kill for sustenance as well, I guess. Or well, Yeah, but we do also just kill for fun, and we also kill sometimes not even for fun, just out of boredom. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. some animals will kill for cats for thrill, but they don't just kill out of boredom. You know, that's just... I think wolves you know, do. Like, not maybe not boredom, but just because they feel like killing a bunch of stuff, and they'll just go wipe out just whatever they can. I don't know though. I mean, there was a the thing about 
it's kind of you know people talk about the hippies saying you know well wolves you know what what do they affect and all this stuff you know they released i think four or five wolves in yellowstone park and they changed the entire ecology of the they park fucked up all the picnic baskets. <laughs> <laughs> that's jellystone oh i'm sorry <laughs> and it was a that was a dusty old bear <laughs> hey boo and his little buddy <laughs> Fuck the Ranger Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah, um, are you a you were a Yogi Bear fan or a Hair Bear Hair Bear bunch? I don't remember what Hair Bear is, but is he a ripoff of Yogi? They were kind of in the same place, I think. Like that's what Hanna Barbera did. They were they were ripoffs, yes, but they would try to work them into the same continuity. Oh, so they would do the, the crossovers. Hey, it's the Hair Bear bunch, <laughs> sort of like uh, an Avengers movie. Hey, we're bringing everybody yeah, together. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that was the Laugh Olympics. <laughs> oh God, the Laugh Olympics, Laugh Olympics was is, the fucking... is the Hanna Barbera Avengers. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> what about wacky races? Same, same, but just not a quite as oh, quite as you know successful. Sort of makes me mad. <laughs> I kind of want to watch the Laugh Olympics. Though. Just like a, <laughs> I used to watch it all the time. It's terrible. Binge watch. <laughs> and you hate Hanna Barbera. I know. We've established this pretty. <laughs> that was early on. <laughs> well, it's still in the continuity. So. The Hanna Barbera rant. It's infamous. That was a, a whole half hour of a show once where you just went on a rant about how terrible <laughs> Hanna Barbera was. Well, I'm not wrong. Well, you're not wrong. No, I didn't it's say you were dog wrong. dog shit. I didn't say there wasn't merit to what you were talking about. Not um, that there haven't been good Hanna Barbera cartoons. Scooby Doo, the Flintstones. Well, the Flintstones, yes, the first primetime cartoon. Um, and to a lesser extent, the Jetsons. I was more of a Flintstones guy, to be quite honest. I liked the early Flintstones when they started bringing in all the animals and all the kids. I tuned out. Really, it's terrible. I don't remember before that, to be quite honest. It was just Fred and Barney and their hijinks. What they were getting into, you know, <laughs> sort of like their shenanigans. Well, essentially, it's all. Like all the new cartoons, like Family Guy and The Simpsons, they're all just ripoffs of. Absolutely, maybe not ripoffs. I don't want to say ripoffs, but the but they use but, the same sort of. But form. the Flintstones are a ripoff of the Honeymooners. Yeah. So, and the Honeymooners is a ripoff of uh, Samson and Delilah. Everybody knows that out of the Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making things. Jezebel up. and uh, yeah. I don't know anything about the Bible other than um, all the baguettes. <laughs> and there's something about some stuff on a tablet. I don't know. A guy it's silly. A it's just bush. silly. Some redheaded broad or something about a burning bush. I don't know. Because, it's because it's, it's so badly written that it's almost impossible to read. <laughs> well, that's what happens. I, well, it's just religious texts in general. I mean, okay. Here, here's here's the thing. If you know the Lord of the Rings is pretty in that in those terms recent. Yeah. What if in the future they start teaching Lord of the Rings as something that actually happened? They're, they're going That's to. the Bible. They're, so they're going or, to, or Game of Thrones or something like they're that. They're going to find know? these books uh, in rubble somewhere because yeah. there's there's probably a lot more copies of these books than the Bible unless unless, unless I don't know, man. That that those Christian say, Bible future, stores. How the fuck do they stay? Unless open? these future architects or, or not architects, but archaeologists are going through hotels and they they open the drawer <laughs> and they find a Gideon's Bible. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> I bet you I could get a lawsuit in that. Probably could. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Doug Stanhope used to steal them and and sign them and sell them at his shows. The Gideon's Bibles out of all the hotel rooms he stayed. That's, some, in. that's so him. That is a very Stanhope thing to do. But uh, yeah, the, eventually the, those are going to be taught with uh, moral imperatives, just like the Bible has been. Well, and they're actually more compelling stories. Well, yeah, they're way better. Well, people yeah. have already made the analogy: the Lord of the Rings 
analogy with Christianity. Mm-hmm. You've heard that, right? Gandalf is Jesus. And- well, yeah, he dies and comes back, mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. the savior and all that shit. And then I, w- I started watching those again. I bought uh, the two towers. It's fine. <laughs> the second one's okay. I-, I still just like the first one. I mean, I'll buy Return of the King too, just to have the set. Just to be a completist. Yes. Return of the King's a little gay. I kind of like Return of the King better than I like the Two Towers. I've not seen any past the first one. I don't even remember anything about the first one. I love the first one. It's a fantastic movie. Maybe I should watch it again. It's really pretty. It's a really pretty movie. Yeah. It's it's by far the best of the three. I was just so bored watching it. But I just, I was 20. Well, why watch Lord of the Rings or read Lord of the Rings when you got Game of Thrones? I mean, why do that? Game yeah. of Thrones has nudity. It has extreme violence. Kind of, yeah. There's way more of it. There's like a hundred episodes. My favorite thing is when the mountain cuts that horse's head off for that oh, tournament yeah. when he gets fucking knocked off oh, his horse. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me my sword. Wham! And just fucking kill. That was the first mountain, too. It was like, yeah, it was uh, Conan uh, something. He's from New Zealand. The barbarian. Or was it the destroyer? Or was it the late night? Host? I tried to watch that again the other day. Really? Conan the Destroyer. The Destroyer? It is a piece of shit. Have you seen The Rock's it is version objectively- of Conan? No. Neither have I. I think well, that. No, it's not him. It's, uh, the Rock it's Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah, never mind. There's our Lord, our uh, Game of Thrones tie-in. I love Conan the, the Destroyer. Ah, it's the terrible. soundtrack is amazing. What about Red Sonja? I remember I made a, a, a last week when we were doing the wrestling thing, which airs tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, for ten dollars, plug, 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 plug. But uh, 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 there was a guy named Beast Man, and I said not to be with confused with Mark Singer's the Beast Master. <laughs> I kept saying that over and over because <laughs> I loved the Beast Master. I did too. It was awesome. It's like one of the only movies that came on TBS. It was on TBS, and it was always in a double shot with uh, uh, Clash, Clash of the Titans. Titans. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, how about Beast Master Two, where it's like said the Beastening? L- it's like he's. It's like said in L.A. <laughs> I never saw that. I've one. never seen really? that. Are Mark Singer was really hanging on. Are we they? being serious right did, now? No, I knew it was real. You guys I just hadn't seen it. Seen it a bunch of times because it, <laughs> it, it was on TV. It was like you know. No, I've never seen it once. Oh my gosh! I don't. Okay. Oh, oh my god! My. Beastmaster two through the portal. Okay, I'm, I'm looking up a trailer for this. You sons of bitches, strap in. Beastmaster. Oh two. my. Trailer. Oh my god. Let me see. Through the portal. And oh no, Mark Singer's not him. It's made, it's made by New Line Cinema, so you know it's good. Republic Pictures, the same people that made that movie last last night. Which I want to talk about that movie. In a dark and distant age. In a world. A lone warrior with mystical power. That's not Mark Singer. The master of the beast. And the creatures he commands. Rude so he's like a, a land Aquaman, right? And yeah, kind of. And that is Mark Singer. Eyes. They will challenge the forces of a brutal tyrant. Is that Rip Torn? Is that Tom Bergeron? <laughs> and your flock of peasants. Or Tom Berger. Overthrow my kingdom. 
but the battle for the fate of their world. With the threat of such a weapon, I can rule unopposed. Will lead them to another. <laughs> the power awaits Damn, look at the cans on that broad. The dimensional portal, the doorway to your ultimate triumph. To the most barbaric land that time has ever known. Los Angeles, 1988. This is Los Angeles. This is fucking Los great. Angeles, <laughs> in the universe. I told you. Yo, Darth Vader, what is it, some kind of movie set? You gotta get yourself some fresh thread. Ah. Rock and roll, baby. Whoa. How come a clean-cut jungle boy like you was hanging? That's Uncle Phil. <laughs> clean-cut jungle boy. This geek is really trying to get the bomb. The world is mine. World is mine. Let me take this. Mark Singer got jacked for that role. Okay, that is Mark Singer. Now that I see a good clear shot of the face. This is amazing. This has smacks of Army of Darkness. Is this entire movie on YouTube? It has to be. Mark Singer returns in Beastmaster 2 through the, the portal, portal of, of time. time. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> There's no. This. Okay. Yeah. The whole thing is on. Uh, is on YouTube. Oh, that's getting a watch sometime in the next couple of days. I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tell me about it. Tell me all about it, John. I mean, the, the, the trailer pretty much, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I guess, like, it's, the, I guess it's the sizzle reel. He, like, <laughs> he like becomes friends with this, like, uh, this sort of teeny, this teeny L, spoiled L.A. girl. And, like, she, like, introduces him to strawberries and. Is he not just like completely mesmerized that there's so much stuff like cars and Yeah. You've got iron horses. <laughs> a horse made of iron. What kind of magical world I mean, is this? <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good singer impression. It's, it's, yeah, kinda, it's, kind, it's kind of a mix between Beastmaster, Bill and Ted. Oh yes. And maybe Jim Cotta? With with just a uh, fuck yeah, Jim Cotta. <laughs> Have you seen Jim with, with, a, with a sprinkling of "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead"? Okay, okay, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to get find Jim Cotta. I would for like free to somewhere. I would like to hear that uh, a pitch of that just a, a fucking f- elevator <laughs> pitch. Yeah. Like, all right, you got you Here's got, what you got. You got till the fifteenth floor. Let's go. <laughs> okay, you take the beast. Fade in. <laughs> <laughs> you take the Beastmaster. You take early. I'm with you. Early night. Then you take early nineties. No, 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 stop! You had me a Beastmaster. Let's go make this fucking movie. Early nineties, Polly Shore esque L.A. and you mix them together. Oh, buddy. He he could have been in it. We are shooting this masterpiece. <laughs> he may have even had a cameo. You've struck oil. Favorite Polly Shore movie? Go, Chuck. Uh. And does that have to be a Pauly Shore movie or could it be a movie, movie that Pauly Shore's in? in. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm picking Encino Man. What's the farmy one? Son-in-law? Son-in-law. That's my favorite. <laughs> Damn it. Well, you can, you yeah, can, you have, can pick it too. It's like a, <laughs> well, it'd have to be Encino Man then. I, I love have, Encino yeah. Man. I don't, but it's, you know, I, I of, of that ilk, it's. Um, he, God, he went on a string there from like 90. Three yeah, he was man, he was a pretty big box was, office draw. He was big. Yeah. He was really big. He misses it too. He, I've heard him on some podcasts. Ooh! 
he really misses being a big movie. He, well, he was great. I'm sure. Well, yeah, it was a well for the, what he did. I mean, it was yeah. It was, you're not expecting a an Oscar worthy. I mean, performance the movies him. hold up. It's not like I watch them today and I'm like, I can't. You know, this is just bad. I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is actually pretty like comforting. If you, if, you, if you watch Tommy Boy, if you watch Billy Madison, yeah, you know, uh, Happy Gilmore, um, any of those. Uh, Grandma's Ace, Ace Ventura. Grandma's boy. Ace yeah. Ventura. It's almost in that kind of category. You don't, yeah, Ace Ventura is just dog shit. No, I love it. I don't. I mean, just call, call it what it is. I mean, but that doesn't mean you have to not like it. You know? Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, that's, sort of like, that's uh, true of all these. Sport. That's yeah. true of all the movies we, we talk yeah, about. Bloodsport is a is a fucking abortion. But I love it. <laughs> it is. It is a light term abortion. It would, <laughs> it would have to improve significantly to be terrible. <laughs> But I love it. It would have to bathe to be a slob. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of it's one of my go tos for like oh, it's Sunday. It has afternoon. fucking ogre in it. Yeah. Donald Ogre Gibb. <laughs> but I watch it and I'm just like, God, this is so dumb and great. It's so fucking beautiful. There's no there's I a, love the voice. There's a fucking Kumite. There's a there's a a tournament in the woods yeah. where they're fighting. On no, a, on a, a weird ramp. It's in a city. It's not in the woods. Is it like okay? It's, it's in, in Hong Kong. Okay, it's in like a fucking bowl or something. You're thinking right? about where he trained. Okay, that was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Young Frank Dukes. Yeah. Frank Du. Yeah, that's a real guy. Yeah, and apparently all his claims are bullshit. Of course they are. <laughs> all those karate guys, like when you see him in the MMA, and they would come to come to the ring and just get the fuck kicked out of. Yeah. Them. <laughs> in the MMA. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Peppy. <laughs> In the MMAs, in the mixed martial arts. They got arts. those mixed martial arts now. The UFCs and the... <laughs> Bellators. Bellators. In, in the, in the uh, pro fight leagues. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, it doesn't, something doesn't have to be good to love it, you know? Like, well, uh, no, some of my favorite things are, are awful, and I love them because of that. Like Dolomite. I, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I paid $10 for Dolomite the other day. And but I don't know. You've recently bought that DVD and apparently but it kinda, displaced it. It kind of raises... No, Matt gave me that. Oh, okay. It kind of raises a philosophical question, though, because if these movies are all so terrible, but we love them so much, are they terrible? Well, no. Uh, or are they actually great? From a measurable standpoint, they are terrible. If you put like the acting's bad. If put, you break it down and say, yeah, the story's stupid, yes. the acting's bad. Yeah, the, they're the, not Hitchcock. The they're... production value's bad. Have you ever seen Dolomite? I don't I don't believe so. You need to watch that. <laughs> that is objectively terrible. It is just really bad. There's nothing about it that's good. The, you can see the cameraman in at least three shots and the boom in at least ten other shots, like coming <laughs> up or and Rudy Murray Moore <laughs> constantly looks at the camera. <laughs> And he's constantly, and, and, then he, and he's a kung fu guy, and he looks like he's never touched a weight in his life. Well, not only has he never touched a weight, but never done kung fu. Well, and <laughs> my favorite line is this: "Another frame up." Hmm. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It does sound good. Yeah. I have it on my Amazon. It you is, are welcome to log in and check <laughs> it. It is perfect to uh, to uh, Mystery Science Theater. Me and Chuck oh, watched yeah. it one time in Mystery Science Theater. He had never seen it. I put it on for him, and we were just... I was like, oh, my God, is this real? <laughs> I mean, I'd heard about it. I heard about there's, the black exploitation there's, there's three. There's three of the original... Well, there's only two Dolomite movies, like original Dolomite. There's Dolomite and the Human Tornado. And then he's got another one called... 
Petey Wheatstraw, the devil's son-in-law, <laughs> which at one point they're fighting demons that are just in lycra fucking suits with horns painted on. It's that bad. Nice. Yeah. And like he's jumping and it's like <laughs> he's like superhero jumping. <laughs> so Is there a trailer for Dolomite? Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding? I look up a trailer for Dolomite just to give John a taste. <laughs> Dolomite <laughs> trailer. You no good barnyard rap suit meat motherfucker. <laughs> I wonder if they're making a they're doing a remake of Dolomite. Oh my god. Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy, Wesley Snipes, 2019. Fuck yeah. Okay, I'm gonna look that first. It's a trailer for it. Uh, apparently they're shooting it. It's just got a bunch of stills from it. Never mind. Delete. But that is real though. It's gonna have Chris Rock. All right. Here's the trailer for Dolomite from Xenon Pictures. Damn, look like my women is on time. <laughs> Babe, I could show warm you up. No shit, baby. I can dig it. <laughs> Dolomite is my name. And, and fuck it up, motherfuckers, is my game. game. <laughs> Breathing down your neck. <laughs> it looks like a film from like a Dirk Diggler film. Yeah. Well, it's 75. Sort of is, oh, yeah. Motherfuckers got rhythm. <laughs> I've got an all-girl army that knows what to do. They'll box as hell and practice kung fu. <laughs> I put my finger in the ground and turn the whole world around. <laughs> Look, there's a titty in the man that I know I'm there. One of my favorite scenes. That's a hamburger pill. <laughs> I'm waiting for Dolomite. For who? Dolomite, motherfucker. <laughs> and tell him I want him out of here in 24 hours. And 23, 23 of them are already gone. Is that Apollo Creed? <laughs> no, no, that's Rudy Ray Moore. Rudy Ray Moore. He died of the diabetes, as you can probably guess. I'm Dolan. I'm the one that killed Monday and whooped Tuesday and put Wednesday in the hospital. Hard up Thursday to tell Friday not to bury Saturday on Sunday. I'm the one that had the elephants roosting in trees and all the ants wearing BVDs. BVDs. From the first to the last, I give them the blast so fast that their life is passed before their ass has even hit the grass. See me uptown, downtown, crowned and renowned. Delayed, relayed, mislaid, and parlayed. Catch, match, snatch, and scratch. Whack, jack, smack, crack. Even the trailer's just black shit. This is so much. Flap, jack, and still coming back. If you crave satisfaction, this is the place to find it. so long. I know. Coming to this theater as this next attraction is the picture that will put you in traction. Dolomite's got hands. Dolomite. Rudy Ray Moore as Dolomite and that bad Durville Martin as Willie Green. I'll tell you a story about this here in a sec. Durville Martin. Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah, Dolomite. Ernie Hudson's in the human tornado. What? Yeah. Ernie Hudson's a bad motherfucker. Um, so, John, what do you think? Do you think you'd love this movie? <laughs> I think... I think it's interesting. <laughs> I don't think it speaks to John's sensibilities. <laughs> I mean, like I get, like I, like I, I almost feel like I already watched it. 
Oh, you probably have oh, in yeah. some. No, I just mean just from the trailer. Right. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you've seen the sizzle. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's what it is. There's dialogue, fight, dialogue, fight. There's kind of dialogue. If you want to call it dialogue, yeah. we can call it dialogue. I think it's just it's him fun. stumbling, stuttering through a bunch of half realized rhymes and trying to make shit out of it. It's, he's awful. Like he's, rem- he's a terrible stand-up comedian too. Like he's a stand-up comedian. He is dog shit. He is so bad. It reminds me of a Quentin Tarantino film. Well, yeah, he he gets a lot of those. Quentin Tarantino loves. Yeah, he loves the black exploitation yeah. movies from the seventies. Uh, well, <laughs> Willie Green is the uh, is the uh, villain in that. <laughs> and uh, I went to go see Matt at uh, at Cracker Barrel one time. He wasn't there, so <laughs> I knew he was going to get back to him. So I was just like, uh, "Is like is, is Matt here? No, he's off today." Well, you tell him Willie Green's looking for his ass. <laughs> is that a real meme? She's like, okay. <laughs> and then she came to her the next day. Matt, do you owe somebody money or something? There was some big old white dude here. He said his name was Willie Green. He's looking for you. He said, Willie Green started laughing. <laughs> and then he looked there and said, baddest motherfucker you ever seen. <laughs> we have black friends. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> the blackening. <laughs> the black strikes black. Even after, <laughs> even if, even after our last episode, yeah, we still have black. We still have black friends. Well, maybe I don't know if they've heard it. <laughs> well, you know, black people don't know how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> ah, racism. This racism's killing me inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a trailer for Dola, um, for uh, Human Tornado and PD Wheat Straw. I don't know if we want to watch those. I imagine they're shockingly similar to the show. Pity Wheat's draw because it's the Devil's Son-in-Law. Yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, no, that's Human Tornado. I'm sorry. Money is a snake and twice as bad. Okay, there's Pity Wheat's draw. Sorry. Democrats have become the party. Abolishing our brave men and women of. There's Petey Wheatstraw. Yeah! I'm Petey Wheatstraw. The devil's son-in-law! The Shogun? I like how he's always got that Tommy gun. Rudy Ray Moore is Petey Wheatstraw. I love the hoodie. <laughs> he won't instill it. Jimmy Funky Tramp Lynch and Wild Man Steve. <laughs> I, I like it because I think he knows how ridiculous it is. Yeah. And he play it up, you know. His, Matt, his, Matt would always do that, like that fake karate, and he'd always do his hand like and we'd be in the kitchen <laughs> laughing my ass off. I have a proposition to offer you, Petey. Are you willing to listen? But what do you want from me now? A son. You got to be sick. Don't give me that supernatural shit. That Dolomite, man. Rudy Rainbow. My favorite quote, though, from Dolomite. In the new movie. Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> we used that as an opening for the show yeah. once. <laughs> PD Wheatstraw, yeah, you, you get it. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't seem real. What do you mean? Like it's like that meant, long meant to be that that bad? Yeah, like it seems like a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it seems trailer. like a sketch. No, it's saying. it's really that bad. There's two yeah. hours of it. I yeah. bet. Or it seems like Boogie Nights. Like they made a movie about yeah. this movie, making fun of this movie, the making of yeah. this movie or something. 
<laughs> but, it seems like. I mean, if you could get what? How much do you think that movie costs to make? Sixty thousand. I don't know. It's you good just for inflation. That's actually yeah. It's not cheap. Two hundred fifty grand nowadays, probably. Uh, I'd say. I'd say it probably cost fifty grand, maybe. But then they got a. I mean, because they didn't. He didn't pay anybody that was in it. I mean, it was. Yeah. You could see half the extras were like friends and family. You could tell, like they show <laughs> up on the set. Just don't pay attention to the camera. <laughs> Even though the cameraman's standing right before, right beside you in picture. Yeah. With the uh, the boom, he's trying to mic. lean out of the picture. The guy with the boom mic was always <laughs> in the picture. <laughs> it's a white guy. So. Yeah. So you know it's, it's and there was some white guy in the movie that was walking around with Dolomite like for a few times and never explained why he was in it till like he had no story commitments. He's yeah. just kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then there's movies from that era. Like you had Car Wash. Car Wash Great. is from that era. I love Car Wash. I loved it. Joel what's, Schumacher directed that. Uh, what's the Cooley High? Remember Cooley High? I didn't see Cooley High. It had like a there was a character in it named Pooter. And uh, in creative writing class all throughout my school years, I always based, <laughs> I, I had a fucking uh, a series and they was all based around a kid named Pooter. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody asked me where it came ah, from, shit. but I know that it came from Cooley High. I'm pretty sure at least. Well, there was car wash. There was, you know, there was, that was, that was part of the black exploitation genre. Um, Shaft, Superfly, the Mac, uh, Foxy the Mac. Brown. Foxy Brown was great. Um. Yeah, the Cooley had uh, people named Preach, Cochise, Mister Mason, Brenda, and Pooter. And the guy that played Pooter doesn't even have a a picture. <laughs> so he really faded out for some reason. That character stuck with me. Must be because the amazing name. <laughs> yeah, but I remember I remember loving this movie when I was a kid because TBS, of course, is where I watched all my movies because. Yeah. It was the only channel that just showed fucking movies all the time. Right. And Braves baseball. <laughs> I remember seeing the I remember seeing the Warriors on TBS. Yeah. That's where I saw all my movies. I saw all my Chuck Norris. I saw all my Rocky movies. We would tape them. Uh we taped all the Rocky and all the Karate Kid and everything off in Did the you end. edit out the commercials? Um That was see, I, I was see, never down. I, with I that. would I would stop. I would stop and then start again. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like have an editing bay where I would. No, that's what, that's what I mean. <laughs> All right, bring it in. That would have been dope though if I was a little kid that had an editing bay. I was cutting tape. Like, that would be a good skill He's to have. Passion. That would have been a great skill to have. But that's as far as it would have gone. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna watch this tape thirty times until I wear the motherfucker out, and you add up all those commercials. That's like four days worth of commercial watching right yeah. there for one film. But I love watching the old commercials. I do too now. Yeah. But then I didn't. Like, uh, if you get on Hulu, they got all the A-Team. They got all the really old shit. And those play the original commercials? They should. Yes, they, they really should. They absolutely should just play the old commercials for uh, what, as it fucking aired. Right, right. That, you know? if, you still, if the product still exists, you know what I mean? Like, like for example, like Pepsi should just re-air Pepsi commercials from the 80s. Right. Yeah. And, absolutely should and, and get, it, get all of us late millennials all you know what I mean all yeah. warm and fuzzy inside and <laughs> from one of the Pepsi yeah. are yeah. we late millennials uh, well no I don't, th- I don't think we are I think we're zenials yeah we're zenials it depends we're, on how you yeah, count yeah we're generation 76 X. to oh, but we are, are we the same generation there's a I few, think 76 to 81 oh well, I was born in 81 and sp- and some people say some people say yeah 81 to 
2000 is millennial, so I'm, I'm like on the cusp. Right. I don't identify as a millennial because I didn't grow up with the internet at all. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. Neither did I. 1998 I, I was got it. I was like 18 or 19 I remember. before had I had access. And it was, yeah, we got it whenever I was 18. Uh, we got dial up, of course. That almost doesn't count. Yeah. I know. It was, I don't think my parents got like real good internet till like 2006. Yeah. And I don't know. When I, I guess when I lived in, when I moved to Charleston in 2004, we had Sunlink Internet or whatever, Charter, whatever it was at the time. And it was sort of fast. It wasn't great, but it was okay. Yeah. And we had, we split the bill with everybody else in the apartment, but we had the modem in our, um, in our, uh, our, our apartment. So everybody would get the Wi Fi signal from our apartment, but we had the, we had the strongest signal. Right. So, but everybody else was paying just as much as we were. So we were really fucking them over, and it was great. Plus, you have the ability if you just want to like flip it on and flip it off and kick somebody off something. And get oh more, man, it's get, fucked up. I don't get, know what happened. Get more bandwidth for yourself. <laughs> I don't know what the whole thing's just fucked. <laughs> it's a creep, whole crazy thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, fuck me and you. Uh, one time we watched like six episodes of Perfect Strangers like in a row. Oh yeah, for no reason. Like that was awesome. Like what was, a day. Yeah. We were like napping on the couch. It was the- just been me and him. We're just doing the podcast our- ourselves. Like uh, you couldn't come and you couldn't do your impression of the other two people. And me and him, <laughs> we're just doing it by ourselves. And instead of starting a podcast, as he got here, we're like, hey, let's just sit down for three hours and watch <laughs> a bunch of episodes of Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> if you go through Don't fucking, be ridiculous <laughs> If you go through Hulu You'll be like What the My three sons Really Yeah It's so much So much shit Mom and Harry Watch our big Leave it to Beaver Fans Do they like the Reboot of Leave it to Beaver No <sighs> No it's Okay But it made me wonder Was life really like that Probably not But that's a that's an idealized represent, representation, of course. Well, back then on TV, everything had to be really sunshiny and happy. Like there was no real adult problems on on TV. Actually, at all, man, I, I thought 70s. so too. And then actually, there was an episode of Donna Reed, which actually actually it was the Donna Reed show. And um, I'm glad you brought that up because this is it. Kind of shocked me when I saw it. There was an episode where there was this kid who was going through medical school. He was. Uh, her husband's like protege, not protege, but he was like mentoring the guy and he got on drugs. He got hooked on drugs to try to keep him up for, for the tests and stuff. And they had to get help him get him off of him and stuff. I'm like, this is really weighty shit for 1950s America. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and she was, man, Donna Reed was a smoke show. Like she was, especially and all the, if, if you watch those 50 shows, 50s and 60s, all those women are just, Magnificent. Yeah, they like, really were. Everybody was curvy. Marion Ross was in her day. Was she was something else? Was um, a firebrand redhead, uh, <laughs> and she was married to Tom Bosley. <laughs> Tom Bosley. In real life, they were married. No, no. I'm just saying, like on the show, it was like oh, a, a lump like Tom yeah. Bosley. Well, he's got. I mean, charisma accounts for something, or else none of us would get laid. Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Jesus. Speaking of getting laid, I mean, if it, yeah, if it just came down to sheer looks, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it just depends on the chick. Some chicks like uh, gorilla-looking dudes, you know. Well, they—it's the strength. They like strength, you know. It's—it's it's a protection girl likes thing. to know that you could kill her if you wanted to. <laughs> well, I guess there's that. But I was thinking, could protect her from another man killing her. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're more likely to be able to protect her from another man trying to kill her if you can kill her. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a, Nobody kills my I, I woman but me. I can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> if he can kill me, then he's better defending me than I am alone. Now, I just right. want to I want to state that we are the world's number one anti-domestic violence podcast. Uh, but you need a gal that in can take va- a punch in the vanguard. <laughs> you need a girl that can take a punch and that knows how to reverse a triangle if you if you're trying to choke her out. You know. Yeah, at least knows how to defend some of these. Chokes. Yeah, you got to answer the phone. You got to you got to keep turn 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 your chin towards the elbow. Yeah, you try to get to the cage to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> free up. Free up the windpipe. At least make it a blood choke if you're going to yeah. get choked. That's a lot easier to recover from. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're about five times more likely to get out of it, too. Yeah, Donna Reed, you were saying. <laughs> um, and then some of the some of the odd links from that era of TV to now. Like, uh, Jack Nicholson was on an episode of uh, Andy Griffith. He was? Mm-hmm. He played... He played a guy who was wrongfully accused of murder, and Aunt B was on, uh, on the jury. And he actually has a scene, and he's still Jack Nicholson. Like, he's just really... Young, odd, creepy Jack Nicholson. You know, he this is before the Harvey Corman movies yeah. and stuff like that. And um uh Robert Redford was on an uh episode of The Twilight Zone. Um there's a lot of people that re- were on Twilight Zone. Um Shatner, of course, was on a few episodes. Burgess Meredith was on you know, it was just that that show was something else, man. Yep, there it is. On TV, Whoa. The set went out on me. Oh, Andy's um, on the—he's not in the jury. Okay. I figured Bryce's was still open, so I got wow. set. Down yeah, there, see, have it repaired and get this it. This one was in color. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shitty Andy Griffith. Got but. down there, front door was locked. Isn't that weird? I saw a light. He's still, it's really weird. So I like, went around the alley. And this is only okay. This would be about sixty-seven, seven. So this is only went in. What nobody a little had. bit over ten years. Till the shining well, was, and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like Charles Keys called out to me. I figured this God is still the voice and everything. Is, and the shining is only ten years yeah. from Batman. Yeah. So and Batman's only ten years from about Schmidt. <laughs> is that right? The crossing no, guard. I think it's no. It's considerably. The crossing was good. I, I actually didn't see it. About Schmidt, I think, is maybe fifteen or is twenty the, years. Yeah, away from he was as good as it gets. Did he? he oh, I was thinking he was in Love Liza, but that was Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, that is a great movie. Have you watched? If you uh, like bummer shit, that's a good. movie It's a tragic comedy. Oh God, it is, or a it comic is very tragedy, funny. depending yeah. on how you want to frame it. I. Some of those I, I just can't handle. Like I, I get it, I understand. I, I don't think I can watch. Uh, I like I like watching those those tragic comedy movies. Sometimes I like watching. I, I don't, you know, it's like watching a horror movie where everybody's completely fucked. I'm I'm fine with that. Like Return of the Living Dead, they're all fucked. They're not everybody's out of fucked there. all the time. There's no yeah. nobody that's not fucked in that movie, right? And uh, and I'm fine with that. But it, that's because it's just so ridiculous, you know. Yeah, the whole thing's pretty dumb. I, I loved love it. it. <laughs> Brains, <laughs> fucking stupid was, red zombie. We've talked about it ad nauseum, but they really do need to make a modern version of Hell. I don't. Three. Yes, they do. Yeah, they it's really do, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's really. They could do a great good. job with it now. It's really good. So would they call it Hall- Halloween three two? Well, they could just call it Halloween season <laughs> of the witch. Halloween just- three point five. 
or something. Well, now they're making the new Halloween's out, and I've heard great things, and I've also heard not so great. Things. Have you seen the fucking trailer for Pet Cemetery? Yeah, that shit looks fucking yeah, brother, horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, showed dude. the kid lifting up the thing and crawling out of the dumb waiter. I got scared looking at that. I was like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Lithgow. Yeah, everybody loves Lithgow. I mean, and it's just it looks really great. Like it's one of those. I read that book. That book is terrifying. It is. I've read a bunch of Stephen King stuff. The Shining is not really scary. It's just a good book. Uh, it's there a psychological are, thing. Right? There are points are that are scary, you know. But um, my favorite thing of his friends when Joey was reading it, and he would put it in the freezer so he'd be safe from it. <laughs> <laughs> friends had its moments where it was fucking good. No, there's um, nothing. There's a reason that that show lasted forever. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that though. He. He, and he'd explain it like in a matter of, a matter of course. Joey, there's a book in the freezer. Well, I was reading it and I got scared. So I put it in there so it couldn't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look at him. But anyway. And it makes total sense to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then Pet Cemetery, that book is so scary that it's just, you know, when the kid comes back, like just to him d- describing seeing the kids muddy footprints going through the kitchen and you know he could see where he's been rifling through shit and then he calls him on the phone all that shit is so scary man and is it the Ramones Pet Cemetery? Yeah. <laughs> I love that song I don't know if I've ever actually seen it the movie yeah do you know the premise I don't know okay well here's the thing um this doctor and his family move to the country. They, they're from Boston or whatever. They're going to eat a lot of peaches. <laughs> um, they move beside. They move beside Herman Munster. Peaches for free. Who? <laughs> I mean, Fred Gwynn is actually in it. Oh, okay. Um, but um, they also they did mix universes like that. Huh? If they mixed universes like if that. he was actually <laughs> if he was if he was actually Herman Munster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Lily. He was really so effeminate. Yeah. Yes, he was. This giant hulking. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they move there, and there's this road that that's like really got a lot of trucks on it. It's a main trucking thoroughfare, and um, so many animals have been killed that the kids set up a pet cemetery. But beyond the pet cemeteries, there's this place where if you bury things, they come back to life. Is the Micmac Indians, which are a real tribe, um, the Micmac, Micmac, Micmac. Yeah, they were. That really sounds Mick, like a slur. Micmac. <laughs> Look at this Micmac. Look at this Mick, fucking squib. Oh, we got a squib. We got a Micmac. Whoopity do. Um, but uh, we're gonna make squib happen. Fucking squib. <laughs> Fetch. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so they take him to the pet cemetery, and then the kid, they have a little son named Gage. He's probably like five. He gets hit by one of the trucks. Kike gets away from him and kills him. It's a whole thing. It's really. A kike got away from him. <laughs> I mean. Oy! <laughs> We're on a slur. Oh, God! <laughs> His name was Mort. He could run really fast. Um, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to my family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Some lux you got <laughs> Anyway uh, So It's tearing the family apart Lisa uh, and <laughs> God damn it Can I get through anything <laughs> So he goes and buries the kid In In the graveyard 
and the kid comes back and it turns out everything that gets out of that ground is now evil. And the kid kills her next door neighbor and kills the mother. You know, she comes back and then at the end, the, the last scene, it, it, it does not end as you would expect. Doesn't end well. Like, um, Denise Crosby plays his wife, and that scene is terrifying. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't remember. It's like, it's one of those scenes where it was done. I don't think they did it on purpose because they weren't good at subtlety, the people who made that, who made Mm. that version. But that ending was subtle and it was scary because it showed her like getting out of the ground and it showed her walking and like she had one shoe off, you know, and, and, then it showed her like coming into the kitchen and she's standing there her eyes, her eyes all fucked up and she's dirty and shit. And then she's like, darling, and he comes over, grabs her and she kills him. He screams and that's the end of the movie. It's a fucking scary movie. So but his wife becomes undead. Yes. Because, like, like because he, buried, because he didn't learn his lesson. Apparently why I the, put this all on the dad. He fucked everything up. He why the, the fuck kid would you do that? Because he was so grief stricken that he just thought it would work this time. And he was just he was he had been driven mad by the whole thing. It's basically what it was. Yeah. Let's keep it going. I gotta go pee pee out of my big. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one seems the kid. It was kind of goofy in hindsight. Like there were parts that are scary, but then the parts are just not. You know, mm-hmm. this one seems like something has really gotten a hold of, and it's going to make it as terrifying as it actually should be. Now, is this the first remake? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that movie was a. Box office hit too. Pet Cemetery yeah. was a successful movie. Yeah, so they've had a long time for that to rest. Mm-hmm. So and somebody really come along and mm-hmm. and get the original source material and, and try to make yeah because it's a, it's going to be refreshing to a whole new culture of people that never and it's saw it. Be, yeah, and it's going to be real. I th- just like I said, it shows like you can tell it's the kid. He lifts up the drum waiter and his hands are coming out of it. You know what I mean? It's like. Mm-hmm. Little things like that. Subtlety is key when you're making something that's that scary. It's like The Shining. The Shining has virtually no gore in it, and has really it's really nothing to it. It's just really fucking scary, right? Because it's so like I've always talked about before. You know, I'm a frustrated filmmaker. I, I wanted to be a director too. Kubrick has a way of tilting the camera and all kinds of stuff that makes you extremely uncomfortable, and just the way he's, he uses sound. And it's not music; it's just sound, right? Like, like when the kid has is going through one of his fits, it goes like that high, high pitch thing. You talking about the shinning? Yeah, and, and then it shows the two little girls walking in there, looking at him, and then they walk out. That shit is so skin crawling, you know what I mean? And it's just, ooh, I can't. I a mean, lot that of his, a, a lot gray. of Kubrick's stuff like really makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, and who else does that? Um, Christopher Nolan does a lot of stuff like that. I don't think he, I've, yeah, but I, his is more, his is an eerie. His is more, uh, nerve wracking. Yeah. Like, like on Dunkirk when it's just nonstop. Dude, that beginning scene where they're running and they're just popping off shots at him and they're, you know, there's no music. I think it's, it's just, the best war movie I've ever seen. That's an interesting subject. Um, now the best horror movie I've ever seen is the best little whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. Well, yeah. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. It's an Audrey. Seymour. <laughs> 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 I love that movie. I, the, funniest, the funniest thing about it is fucking Steve Martin. That movie or, creeped me out so much. As really? Yeah, yeah, it makes me... It just never scared me. It, it makes me sick to my stomach to even think about watching it. 
Really? Yeah, for some reason, I just... <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors. I think it's because the plant looked like a giant penis. Yeah. Kind of yeah, did, yeah, sure and did. I was just like, this is... And, it was, and, a, had a, and, and a, it was a black person. And it had a big and, black man's voice. And Rick Moranis' face kind of looked like a penis, too. And sure I was did. just like, this is just... And then Bill Murray. Phallic. It's just too phallic for a five-year-old kid to watch. Bill Murray was a was a was a masochist who went in to get Steve Martin. To, oh oh oh! <laughs> oh no no! That was definitely not a movie for kids. No, it wasn't. Well, that's what I'm saying. And I watched it when I was really really I did young. Too. Over yeah, and over I did again. Too. You know, movie terrified it. me. Brave little toaster. Well, other than that, everybody knows that that's documented. Mm. Um, uh, Wizard of Oz. Was yeah. It, it had its, moments. Yeah, it had its yeah. moments. The music, the dun, 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 dun. Mm. When I, especially when I was a little kid, the fucking Wicked Witch scared the goddamn fucking shit out of me. Yeah, it was kind of scary. I'm trying to think of things that are. I would only watch the parts like we had a, a version of it that didn't have the Wicked Witch in it, so it was everything was just great. <laughs> <laughs> we had two two VCRs, so we made it. So we actually did some editing. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't a joke. So it was, it was a thing. <laughs> yeah, we actually did do that, so I could watch. <laughs> Because I would, I would cry. I was a little fucking bitch, and that's what we're here to talk about today. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Don't be a chump. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that was that was rough uh, when I was a Jaws kid. terrified me as a kid. I don't know that I saw it whenever I was young. They took me to see it when I was a little kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I didn't want to get in swimming pools. Yeah. Because when you're young, you, when you're a little kid, you can't really uh, it gave differentiate me, water from water. Well, yeah, and it gave me my thesmophobia. Like, it's, I can't, never, I can't be in bodies of water. He's never I, taken a bath since. Only showers, baby. Only showers. Golden showers. Olive oil showers. <laughs> That's why he's so, he glistens. He always looks like an 80s pro wrestler. I look, <laughs> I look so young all the time. <laughs> he's glowing. So I, there's a, what did Bill Burr say? They get a jar of the shit beside the bed. They jump in it, shake themselves off, and walk out glistening. <laughs> glistening. <laughs> lotion. <laughs> Just so you know, you can use lotion on a part of your body other than your dick. <laughs> you ever notice why your dick looks really young and your feet look like a, <laughs> like, a, like an old dried up creek man? <laughs> I see your body looks like an aging pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he's talking about when you drink, your head gets really big and you lean in for the picture. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go sailing! <laughs> um, anyway, no, thistophobia is a thing. Like, I would probably just die of a heart attack if I was in the ocean, like in deep water, just treading water, just treading water. I would freak the fuck out because there's shit down there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it freaks me out to even say, think about. Even though you know statistically the odds of you, of course, you know the odds nothing. of running into a shark are slim. You're, you're more you likely know? to die in the drive to the boat than you are floating <laughs> in the ocean. It reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Leave back talking to her. You're more likely to get killed on the, the way, way to the, the airport, airport, Mary. There's explosions <laughs> going on in the back. Yeah, like watch the road. Yeah, good thinking. A lot of bad drivers out there. Can't be too careful. <laughs> a lot of bad drivers out um, there. There's actually a scene in. Um, God damn it! I love that movie so. Much. There's a scene. Killer in- boots, man. <laughs> Pull over. There's a cardigan. Thanks for asking. <laughs> But um, there's a scene in Otherland, which is a book by Tad Williams, and uh, they're on, in this internet virtual reality place. And one of the, the safety systems or security systems for this thing is an ocean. You have to figure out how to get. And their security system, which is going to kill your sim to kick you offline, is a giant shark thing. 
and they're treading water and they can see it below them. I always had a fucking panic attack reading that part. I was like, yeah, I got to get through this. Cause <laughs> it is really good, but it was really fucking scary. You know, I, I have that bad. Like it's, I was, um, I was out swimming, like, you know, off the beach, but mm-hmm. out past where the waves crest. So it's kind of, it's kind of steady out there. Right. And, you know, maybe, maybe 50 yards or 100 God, yards. That's way too far out from, from the me, beach. Man. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a little bit over my, it was maybe 10 feet deep where I was or whatever. Mm. I just floating around <clears throat> swimming and, uh, I'm just all by myself. And, uh, I just, I look over, I look out towards the horizon and probably from, from me to the stove. Probably like a nine or ten foot dolphin jumped up out of the water, <laughs> and the whole school of them swam by me, and I was just like, I knew I wasn't in any danger, but I was still, I still like immediately started swimming <laughs> yeah. in, like, like this yeah, is not take any chances. Just the idea of like a hundred, you know, one ton mammals swimming beneath me, right? Dolphins was, will be nice to you, won't they? But you still don't want to take a chance. What if there's a shark? Technically, in there? yes. They're not, they're not aggressive towards people. It's, it's it's just the same thing as like like you know just coming up on a on a pig, you know, like yeah, in, the at, at night, right? And they just make it, it's like <laughs> yeah. you're like it's not going to attack you, but it's it's a giant thing that yeah. you know that just has so much power. It's it's I'm very. Sort, scary. I'm sort of the same way with dogs. I haven't met unless they're like a golden retriever. Yeah, because golden retrievers. Are oh, they're like, invariably friendly. <laughs> golden retrievers. They'll just grab. I never got so. More pissed at my dad is he wanted to be a process server and serve papers, and he wanted me to serve papers at this address. There is a giant, vicious fucking dog in the yard. They had a shark in the yard, <laughs> and yeah, it's a pool. I mean. <laughs> um, and I came back and said, "I can't serve that." And he's like, "Why?" I said, "There's a dog in the yard." He said, "I don't care about the dog." It's like, um, I'm not getting fucking savaged by a dog so you can serve a paper. Fuck you. You, know? uh, you should have gave you a dog mace, which will only serve to enrage the enrage dog. Enrage the dog. <laughs> Maybe blind him for a minute. Yeah, but he yeah, knows where you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other, a dog's senses are pretty acute. Yeah. But yeah, they yeah. give us, for my job, they give us dog mace, bear mace. I'm like, why don't you give me a hat? <laughs> It should give me a gun. Bear mace? Yeah. I imagine a utility belt like Batman has. Yeah. Like one of the 1960s Batman movie where he had shark repellent. Yeah. It's got it's got that thing that's the size of a Walkman yeah. that somehow shoots a string up to a building and connects into cement that can pull a 200-pound man up 100 yards. I like when they're walking and it's just them walking sideways. God, those movies are great. Yeah, it's yeah. true. They made a... Uh, cartoon versions of of them, and the first one I saw is pretty good. It's DC's cartoon game is on point, man. They make good fun. I I still haven't watched uh, the Death of Superman, and it's I haven't either. I didn't know it was out. Or, but it was yeah, the 90s, it's, it's, so. uh, it's there was a big Death of Superman comic in the in the night. I remember that because that was a big it's good Superman comic book guy. too. Um, one of the best panels. I think it was Dan Jurgens was the was the was the uh, also a famous lotion. He's in lotion air. <laughs> Dan Jurgens. He wears a lot of hats. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's like a. I think that's the guy. Is a, is a you know famous artist. He was one of these guys, and he's showing this panel and it's a big splash page where Superman and Do- Doomsday are punching each other, and every building is. The windows are shattering and it's making them, you know, crumble and all kinds of shit just from the impact of them hitting each other. That's what they missed in trying to make the Justice League movie and shit like that. You need some of his art right there. 
Yes, it is. Yeah, I like that. He's a re- he was really good, man. He didn't have a lot of anime influences or whatever. He's a lot like actually my favorite artist though. Look up John Romano Jr. His shit's awesome. That shit's good right there too. That's really good. It's nice. Is thing. that Dan Jorgens? Yeah, says so. Let me see. Yeah, that's Dan Jurgens. The guy's great, man. He's got he's his his style. See, there it is. That's that's the panel with Superman dead. Right there. Why Superman's dead. But uh was that Lord Lady Peace? Yeah, it's a great song. <laughs> it was. Um but anyway, DC, that's where they missed. They should have really gone after the comic but more of the comic books and more of the animated movies style for their movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, that fight between Superman and Doomsday. Do that if you have to do. Do that as a shot-for-shot remake of the comic book because it is fucking perfect. Doomsday had killed, I don't know how many superheroes. Had All put, of them had killed. Well, he, and he put so many in the hospital. You know, he was unstoppable, and that's with one arm tied behind his back. And then finally, him and Superman start throwing down, and they are beating the fuck out of each other. And just the as a great comic book, man. And uh, oh, fuck yeah, dude! I, that I remember that in '98, right yeah. there, '99. My buddy, uh, you, you remember Max Elliott? He uh, stole the CD for me. Awesome from, from On Cue in uh, oh, Summersville. Camelot music. No, we had an On Cue. <laughs> All the cool kids got to work at the On Cue. <laughs> everybody, that was the high school job everybody wanted was working at the music store, and like they only had two employees. Yeah. And it was <laughs> there's quite a waiting list for that. Yeah. I really like this shit though. I do. Lady Peace. I'm thinking. Very Canadian. Yeah. They're what Nickelback should have been. Yeah, I think they're like good. Nickelback got all the. Um, Still a lot of their thunder. A lot of the hits. Yeah. They had, they had a pretty good run in the late 90s, early to early aughts. Yeah, they did. But this was, their first couple albums were good. Anyway, comic books. No, I was just stuff. saying that, the, uh, yeah. He did. Then they had the crossover event where they brought that, the different Superman back. That was kind of cool. You know, was, different Superman? Well, you had Superboy, which was a clone. You had Steel, which was John Henry Irons, who had the big... He's a black dude with the big Yeah, camera. they have a um, TV show with him now. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Uh, they had the Cyborg Superman, which was nothing more than Metallo. Um, they had the Eradicator, which was this... I'm the Eradicator! <laughs> oh, fuck yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> but it was this... this you want to unmask me? This weapon. <laughs> no, it's your right. It's your right. You ought to sign up you for the volley- that volleyball league. No. Eradicator! It's a... Uh, kids in the Hall, kids in the hall sketch. God, fuck. Bruce McCullough's... It was, he plays season squash. one. <laughs> Armstrong! He wears a toboggan yeah. to play squash in. <laughs> I think my mighty scream was off. I think it was your serve. <laughs> um... But, but it's great. I'm going to look that up later. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great series of comics, and then everybody accused them of, you know, writing a gimmick to sell comic books, and they did. But well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Well, sure, but then they brought him back, and there was all that thing, and then they killed off Batman, kind of. Um, Nightfall, where they, oh, yeah. where Bane broke Batman over his knee, and it was no longer Bruce Wayne. I don't know, man. I don't either. I don't know what we're supposed to do. Like, there's so many continuities in comic books, it doesn't matter. Well, actually, I think Marvel is dealing with that the best way. They have all these different writers who have all these different versions and visions of things. So they just do, like, they've got X Men Gold, X Men Blue, X Men, and they're, the continuities do not mix. 
they just are different takes on what the characters are. I think that's a really cool idea. That way you don't you're not. And in all honesty, there were like five Spider-Man comics going at one time. There still are, I imagine. Well, well yeah, get- but then they chopped them all and knocked it down, and Todd McFarlane just re- re- restarted it as just Spider-Man. Well, they're getting ready to put out uh, a Spider-Man animated movie. They're just finishing the, uh, the what is it? Spider-Man movie. What, the new Tom Holland one? Yeah. Dude, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Homecoming video game. was fucking great. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. I, it, I it, it fit. It's, a, it's an Iron Man movie, but, you know, it's just... Yeah, but it's all focused. It's got on. all the cool tech in it. Well, the well, um, uh, Michael Keaton, he's great amazing. villain. He's a yeah. great villain because you. He's like, yeah, he is. You agree with him, right? Yeah, he's right. He has, he has a he has a gripe. He absolutely does. You want to do favorite things? Let's do it. Plate raindrops on roses and whiskers Jesus on Christ. kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few favorite time. Favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to the rest of the episode is going to be in like a weird country accent. Almost <laughs> patois. Almost creole. Hey, what you got over there, boy? I can't do that. Come on. Come on now. There's no way. Come on now, fucker. This is my parrot's name's Toby Keith. <laughs> Come on now, fucker. You can do it now. What's your favorite thing? What movie you seen this week, boy? Come on, boy. I just can't, dude. Come on. I guarantee. I'd have to do like Adam Sandler and just pronounce words. What's your favorite thing, boy? Dissipation. No, we don't really have to do that. It was just a fun thing for me to do for a minute. It was pretty good. Um, I started reading. Uh, I had forgotten a book to take to work with me. Oh, word! So you started I started reading the back of. So uh, I was rifling labels. through the trunk where I keep things from years past, and I found a copy of Wolves of the Kala, which is the fifth volume of the Dark Tower series. Word! And I had forgotten. It's Stephen Kang. How fucking good those books are! And I had a disagreement with somebody whose opinion I really respect, and she's brilliant. She hates the Dark Tower. We're going to have to have a conversation about that. <laughs> oh, is this one of those deal breakers? No. There's, that's what not is a deal. a deal breaker for you? Not having a vagina? <laughs> well, that's one of them. <laughs> what if she has a vagina but then wakes up one day with also a cock and balls? Well, that's not functional. Last night. Well, it depends how much I love her, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Let's say she's the one and everything else is fine. Sex is great. And one day she just wakes up with a... I guess I'll deal with it. Okay, yeah. That's a good answer. Um, I just said doggy stuff. You passed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just tape it. <laughs> Let it fly. See if Come you can on. solder it off or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not, um, it's not a big one. It's like kind of, it's not It's not. Threatening. Well, if, I, if she's going to have one, I want it to be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no flimsy dick. I mean, come on. Don't want no short dick woman. <laughs> <laughs> don't want no short dick trans. <laughs> Oh, you're, shit. you're being racist. You're racist. <laughs> you're being transphobic and racist. You're, you're racist. Right. I just want an argument. No, you're I right. just, uh, okay. You're, you're, yeah. you're anti racist and I'm pro racist. You're pro racist. That makes and you I'm, right. You're anti trans and I'm pro trans. So I win. Chuck, you were saying. Um, John taught me how to argue yesterday. <laughs> I, yeah, I wanted to get into that. There was a whole, whole <laughs> thing, half hour episode <laughs> where John pretty much berated me. <laughs> half hour towards the end of the episode. Berate, berate, berate. <laughs> brandish, brandish, brandish. <laughs> um, no, the character. Okay, I didn't see the Dark Tower movie because 
and I'm going to stick to this, and this is going to be, I suppose, controversial. The fact they picked Idris Elba is fine, I guess. I like Idris Elba. I think he's tremendous. I think he's one of the best actors out there. He's not the gunslinger. I don't give a fuck. And yes, the gunslinger has to be a white guy. He does. He has to be a white guy from Gilead with blue eyes. He really fucking does. Because that is so central to the character. Because he's just got this stare. where he, And he's a badass. Like, But he's a badass that's like vulnerable. In the gunslinger, he's killing an entire town who's been possessed. And they're coming at him. And he's... He's doing the thing where they you hold the trigger down and you're fanning the fanning the hammer and yeah. he's dumping the fucking rounds and he's putting it back in. He's getting hit with shit. He's stumbling through buildings, getting knocked out of windows, still fucking mowing him down, dead between the eyes. You know, that's fucking awesome. There's another gunfight where it's one of the the coolest fucking scenes. They're gonna get into a gunfight with these mafia guys, these fucking goomba. You know, they're they're tough guys, man. I mean, they're they're murderers or killers. And then Roland steps through this fucking door, and the, it's one of the greatest lines, and their death step through the door. Mm-hmm. And he just farts, starts fucking bang, 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 just fucking taking them all out. And they're all running through the door. They've got machine guns. He's got six shooters, and they're still running from him because he's got these giant fucking six shooters, the the gunslinger six shooters, the sandalwood grips, cannons. And this, they, they say it's so loud when the guns go off that it just scares the shit out of everybody. And Roland is just an awesome fucking character. And... He Stephen King created this whole fantasy world that is absolutely too, completely realized and very strange. Like it's kind of like a western, but it isn't. And the gunslingers are kind of like knights, but they're same, but they are cowboys at the same time. It's really fucking cool. And I don't think they pulled that off in that movie. I really don't think they did. I've heard some people liked it, and the critics, of course, didn't like it. It's sort of. Like- I don't think the critics would have gotten it though. If you don't, if you're not a fan of the series, sure. Rogan said he loved it, and he he's read the books. Mm-hmm. So, but he also he also just likes awesome visuals and stuff. So I'll give it a shot because again, I, I like Andrew but I like the but the superhero thing where he's even the gunslinger as good as he is when the bullets are in the air and he drags the 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 chamber down on it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's bullshit. Not even the gunslinger can do that. <laughs> he's still a guy, still he, a dude. Yeah, yeah, but he's still just trained to such an extent. And there's a scene where he's traveling with three other people, Jake Chambers, Eddie Dean, and Susanna Hoff. I wish. Just another manic. Eternal flame. Fuck you. (laughs) Um, But then he, like, these people don't believe they're gunslingers because gunslinger is kind of mythical. And then he just takes Jake, the youngest one, and he says, and he has him do the gunslinger mantra you know you i kill with my heart and he and he throws a bunch of plates up in the air and jake just bang 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 you know mows them all down and i love those kind of things where the characters are like the evil people are really evil and they're terrifying but yet like there's not even any justification behind there well no no there is but at the same time they're just they're really formidable but yet when they run to the gunslinger they're not formidable anymore like he's He's bad enough to take him out, and they know it, and they if run. You could, you if know. you could pick somebody to play the gunslinger, who would you pick? I was thinking Guy Pierce would have been a good one. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper would have been a really good one. He's a little bit pretty boyish, you know. Yeah, the gunslinger's not. Have you seen him in the um, A Star Is Born? I haven't. He looks like he looks like a rough, gruff country. Well, singer, in American Sniper, as much as that movie sucks. American Sniper. Yeah, yeah, he he looked different in that too. That movie does suck. Um, God damn. 
You did it, legend. <laughs> I swear to God, that scene reminded me of a scene from the Turtle Man show. Yeah. Be careful, Turtle Man. <laughs> turtle Man, be careful. Turtle Man's going to need some help with this. He's going to need some help. Oh, Turtle Man done sipped in a bucket Have of you syrup. Seen this? The Turtle Man. <laughs> He's got this sidekick who's. All this shit is just. It's not real, you know? But anyway, that's a great fucking song. Turtle man, be careful. Them them snapping turtles will, will bite your Peter off. <laughs> um, Russell Crowe would be in a good gunslinger. Oh, he would be. Um, you need a guy that's like weather beaten and tough looking. Uh, he can be handsome at times, but he's really not a handsome guy. You know what, what I mean? about? Uh, I was gonna say um, Keanu Reeves, just because he actually he, is a bad motherfucker. He could. <laughs> that would be a good one, but he's just not. He's already. He already is. He's John Wick. Yeah, John Wick kind of is a gunslinger. <laughs> kind of I mean, is. He's, he, you know. Um, God damn, I love those movies. Yeah, I do too, man. God damn. He, he really is. That's a gunslinger-esque type thing. That's what I'm talking about, where you have these people who are awful people, and they get what's coming to them. You know, it's just, that's revenge porn movies, you know, like The Equalizer. Where I can't wait to watch the second one. The Equalizer too. Yeah, I hear it's great, know, man. It really it's great. Yeah, I heard, it's, I heard it wasn't good. I hear it's great, man. It's a it's a formula. You just change the story a little bit, and you let Denzel Washington do Denzel Washington shit and be a bad motherfucker at the same time. Yeah, I, I was there for a while there. I was watching the Equalizer every fucking day. It, it's one of those I would turn on and go to sleep to. It's a great movie. You ever seen it? No, I haven't. It's you, good, you like, man. You, it's like an action movie. He's like a. What is XCIA? XCIA or something? Some or maybe X Hitman or something. shadowy type, you know. And he's an old man now. Mm-hmm. It's weird how he wasn't really an action movie guy up until recently. Well, he's Man on Fire. Yeah, he was uh, Training Day. Um, is Training Day an action movie or is that a psychological thriller? Both. But like, uh, who's uh, the other guy? Um, Taken, taken movies. He wasn't really an action. Liam Neeson. No, it's all the motherfucker does. I guess it's a good way to get paid. I just love the Liam Neeson scenes on Life is Short. Yeah. Where he comes in and he's, we're going to do some situational comedy. I don't really, we're going to do some situational He's very going to do some situational comedy. Apparently Liam Neeson is a bad motherfucker in our life. He's a boxer. Yeah, you can, I was going to say you can tell, but his nose is pretty prominent. You, I was, you can always tell somebody that's actually boxed a bunch because their nose is all weird and fucked. I've been punched and like a... Tony Danza. He was a real boxer. Pretty what, good one. Was he really yeah, a good one? Pretty good one. Not a, like, he's a journeyman, but you get some wins. I mean, sure. If, if you're 25 and 15, you had a pretty decent run, you know? <laughs> you got some, picked up some W's I along the way. I want him to not be a good fighter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got against Tony Danza? The Dan. I just don't really like the Dan. Oh, Angelo. <laughs> It's from Who's the Boss. It shows I loved terrible. it. I loved Who's oh, the Boss. God. It introduced the world to. It'd be like Simona. finding out Bob Euchre was a great was a great player. baseball player. <laughs> he was just okay. Yeah, he, he wasn't even just okay. I, was, I, yeah, you're. I don't want Bob Euchre to be a, like a great baseball player. He was. He was good enough to play in the pros. Yeah, I mean, you know how good you have to be. I mean, you do to play pro baseball. You have to be good, <laughs> better than I ever was. Well, better than any of us are at any sport. You know, I could have played pro. Um, I didn't. Have, I wanted an obscure sport, 
and I didn't have badminton. <laughs> yeah, I could have been a pro badminton player. <laughs> Were you, you keep look at that shuttlecock work. You keep forgetting to add on to my list of uh, achievements. At, you know, in my introduction, that I'm the, the claw machine world champion. <laughs> oh fuck! I do forget that he has a championship belt and everything. I've never lost a competition. He got that out of the out of the uh, claw <laughs> machine. <laughs> it's a six pound championship belt. Nobody's ever gotten it out of there. John walks up. I'll get it. It's an item that's too small to fit in the claw, but still in the machine for some reason. Just to you t- need to just, go to those ones where you can get things like iPads and you know, just, just to tax the physically illiterate who are going to go for that thing that you can't get right. over and over again. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, fuck. Um, any more favorite things? Anything else? Uh, any TV movies you've seen? Any? Uh, we can always come back if you think of something. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much. That's pretty much it. Yeah, anything, John? I'm trying to come up with some. Um, I could do something food related. You can do something food related, or I can go while you come up with something because I do have one. You go ahead. Uh, Harrison Bergeron is that the name of it? Harrison Bergeron. Harrison Bergeron. That is the name of a movie that John got me to watch last night. It's based on a Kurt Vonnegut short, short story. story. Yeah. Okay. And it is about... From 1965. It is about... And the movie was made in 95. 95. Sean, Sean Astin. It's got... Uh, all kinds of... It's got all kinds names. of fucking really good people in it, but it and was... And it's produced by Showtime. What's the premise? It's kind of like 1984. It's a dystopia where... Except for it's like a lot nicer. Like the, the dystopia is a lot nicer. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a super terrible. It's like it's like so... It's it's like the world is controlled by a small group of people. And they, the, the uh, you know, the fake world, the Matrix kind of world, is like set in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to wear these headbands that have like these electrical controls on them. Dumbs everybody down. That I've read that story. Yeah, that that if you're if you're too smart, you know the, the goal in school is to get a C. Mm-hmm. If you get an F, you're not doing well. But if you get an A, yeah, you're also not doing well. One of the opening scenes in the movie, they hand uh, Harrison back his test. Oh, you got to be this time. Keep working, you'll get down there. <laughs> oh, a C minus, great job. Is that Tommy. the one at the end? There's like a this superhero type guy, and he's like. The ballerinas have to wear things that make like weights to keep them. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's somebody I sent you a link to like a half hour version of it. Yeah, I didn't look at it yet. Um, like every like if you're strong, you have to wear weights to keep you. Yes, down. if you're if, to be if you're every, beautiful, you have to wear a mask. Like if yeah. you're if you're a really good golfer, you have to putt with a with like a nunchuck type <laughs> golf putter. That's <laughs> got like a swivel on like it. Everything everything is for the lowest, the least common. The, yeah, like the dumbest person. That's how smart you're allowed to be. And and any and and so Sean Sean Aston, um, you know he gets he gets like recruited to join the sort of the league the Ivory Tower people because no matter how how uh, no matter how, how much, much they, he, they, they they turn up the thing no matter what they do he's still getting A's and B's and mm-hmm. he's still s- stronger and whatever else like he st- always wins at chess against his idiot brother and, and so he gets he, he gets recruited to be part of the elites who are don't have to wear the headband and they're allowed to listen to good music and watch good movies which could watch good movies and they have freedom but they're not allowed to have children they you know they they sacrifice a lot of freedom to get, gain a lot of freedom but they have it's basically a centrally planned you know you know they they pick the job you know you have you get appointed to a position and you you like he wants to go into TV and the one of the lines that the the main 
uh, sort of the architect of the whole system says like TV, TV, television is the thread that holds our society together. You know, like it's just very 1984 esque, yeah. but with a different twist. Yeah, it. I remember reading that. That was actually read to us when I was. Man, I respect that teacher who did that. Now because read that, that to us when we were very young, like. And I remember, like the the he takes he breaks the weights off the ballerina's legs, yeah, and then and she's like jumping, dancing, and and then they shoot him down with a then this, yeah, everything is punishable by death here, yeah, in this like they're they're lobbying to get uh, non moving traffic violations punishable by, by death, mm-hmm. like say if you you get a parking ticket, you get taken away, put in front of a firing squad, and killed immediately, yeah, it's fucking insane. Everything is. I was like, Jesus, that movie is so dark. And I'm going to look up the fucking trailer for it, and the trailer does not do it any justice as compared to the wacky Harrison Bourgeois. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I went on. What a romp. After John left last night, I I looked up all kinds of other stuff about it, and I found like new versions of it. Um, And then I found the trailer. So I wanted to watch the trailer to see how they tried to get people to come and watch this movie. And they just didn't sell it right, did they? Well, they sold it to where people would actually come and watch the movie. Yeah, no. Plumber. Yeah, plumber's in there. <laughs> it's so not the fucking movie. And the music doesn't fit with the vibe of the movie no. at all. That is so not the way that movie went. Showing them how to have fun. <laughs> it is not a lighthearted romp in a dystopian future. <laughs> Wolf. <laughs> Do you think they made it like that to be to get people to uh, no, no, no. hopefully see it? I guess to. Was it aware that it was doing that? You know what I mean? Was it being the people ironic? that made the trailer? Yeah, was it being ironic? Well, they have how like uh, com- companies that just make the trailers because they want to make it as appealing to as many people as possible. And I guess that's what you had to do with that fucking movie. Nowadays, if somebody made that movie, it, they uh, would be, H- HBO would make it. Yeah, and it would be on HBO, and they'd be like, "We don't care. We like what's going on here." Like they did Fahrenheit four fifty one, and the soundtrack on the trailer would be dark, like those sound. It know, would it would be and it would be a slow version of a classic rock song. Uh, that a woman was Yeah, that's getting to be formulaic in it. It works. It's so good. It does, but I, I I don't want it to be that way because that is ruining something that is really great. Night Fall. Well they did that with the Game of the Game they did that against Game of the uh, Game of, <laughs> they did it with Game of Thrones. <laughs> they did. Uh, Florence and the Machine doing yeah. I can't remember what song they She's were doing. It's pretty great though, Florence and the Machine. Yeah. The machine is really the best, but Florence <laughs> is great. 
The machines. Really, I prefer to rage against it, though. Well, there's always that. It's but more like, yeah. I always say rage in compliance with the machine. <laughs> we want a different, it's rage my, against this machine. We want a different machine. It's my, just my, yeah. so, my socialism joke yeah. <laughs> about, about that band. It's good. But yeah, that movie It's is, like Bradley liking Foxtrot when they would put in math jokes. <laughs> the comic strip. He liked Foxtrot because the the guy who did it was a mathematician. And, he would throw and every now and then he'd throw in a math joke. An inside That is so Bradley. <laughs> um, that movie, uh, it's, there, there's like a weird sex scene. The, woman, the girl in it's hot. Yeah. And um, it's not. I mean, it's not weird. It just seems weird. that is miscast too. Harrison Bergeron needs to be godlike. You know what I mean? He needs to be. Well, it's supposed to be like some unassuming kid. Right? I don't. I don't think that. The, I don't. Think I don't so. think that the that the movie is trying to be true to the book. I think it's based. Well, that's where they miss. Messed it's up. loosely based on the book. Well, and it's not even a book. It's just a short story. The story. Yeah. yeah, I think it was just published in a magazine or something. I think it was in a collection. It might have been. It might have been in uh, Welcome to the Monkey House. Well, that's I'm pretty racist. sure it was. That's you're being racist. See, I'm not racist. He's see. Listen, let, let me explain what's happening. Okay, he's this, beating you. Yeah, and this is why uh, it's because you're a, because you are pro racist. Yeah, pro evil. Yeah, he's anti racist, anti evil, anti evil over here, baby. And he's willing to come out and say that he's anti evil. Yeah. He's got well, the courage. He, I'm being brave. brave. I'm so brave. To, the courage to say that he's anti racist and the humility to call you pro racist. That gives him the moral high what, ground. Do you, you understand how he won that you argument? See? Yeah. See, yeah. I lost. Maybe you should read a book. I got shellacked. Read a book. <laughs> Doesn't matter which book. Maybe I should stop burning them. <laughs> uh, it, maybe it, could be, sh- it could be it could be Hardy Boys Volume 23. Maybe you should educate yourself. It could be Mein Kampf. No, you educate after you've read your first book, you have to read a book first. You're educated. Yeah. Read two or three, and then yeah. the yeah. insult that I will win the argument with is you need to educate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> he comes Because I know for a fact that you've read a book at this point. Oh, you've read a book. Well, excuse me. Okay. In that case, you need to read more of them. Yeah, more books. Educate then, yourself, sir. And then it doesn't matter which book you read, it's going to make you think more like me. It's true. But yeah, the, in in the Harrison Bergeron world, there's no reading of books, I don't guess. Uh, hey, it's like now. Well, they've got, the, they've got the head house, which is like, it's like a whore house. Except for you get to go and but do for smart people, things. you get to go and like play chess against challenging people or have discussions about philosophy or whatever. And they've got different rooms for different subjects. <laughs> it's fucking the it's movie's crazy. Hurt. I would I'd like to see somebody do like a real upscale version of it now and see what happens with it. Yeah, everything needs to be these series things now that that are put on by like Netflix and stuff. Somebody needs to get a hold of. Uh, a little bit of callback. Somebody needs to get a hold of Dark Tower and make it properly. Oh, and do like a do the episode. whole thing. Do the oh, whole. God, thing. They probably need an entire. Series. That would be three seasons long, probably. That would be seven. But it would be seven seasons long. Well, Hulu's been doing a lot of Stephen King stuff lately. They did. They really need to. Ron Howard needs to bow out, and I think he directed. I think so. Yeah, he did not do it properly, and they need to uh, just make it into a show, recast everybody, and that's the way it is. You got to go? Yeah. You got any umbrage to do, to do first? Shit, I forgot about umbrage. Um, just give us a little bit of umbrage and we can clock out. Um, just... Hold on a second, bud. Okay. Jesus Christ. Ooh. What's wrong with you? Ooh. Oh, there's a 45-minute ad. We'll have to... <laughs> just, just, Damn it! 
Just give me a second. It's for Epsom salts. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even advertise Epsom salts? <laughs> they don't have to, baby. <laughs> oh. Umbridge. Um, the mo- the umbridge I took this with this week that I really got pissed off was um, seeing again for the 80th week in a row um, Donald Trump his 60 minute 60 minutes interview and it's just it's an abortion. He's just absolutely he is the dumbest fuck. <laughs> that I can ever. I mean, he, the fact that our that our president is such a dumb shit just gets me so pissed off that he's just monumentally incapable of any kind of thought that doesn't concern him. I mean, it's just, I it, just textbook narcissist, malignant narcissist, and. I mean, saying things like it doesn't matter about the, you know, and whether the case is right or not. The Kavanaugh thing saying it doesn't matter, we won. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean, that is pretty bad. Yeah, he, he and he says shit like that throughout the whole interview. And he'll just say things that are just, he knows are false. But he didn't even know they're false. For that, That's another thing. He's too fucking dumb to read, to read into anything. And like I was watching Bill Maher, you know, new rules. And, the, and it's an old thing, but the fact that his press releases or whatever he has to read for the day have to have his name peppered through it because it won't hold his attention. <laughs> He's a little kid. He is. And he's running our country. And the fact that people still... He's not really running the country. <laughs> the the uh, the secret cabal of rich people are running the country. Well, the people who control the, the Federal Reserve, you know. Federal Reserve. Just go and, ahead and say the Jews. And, <laughs> the Federal Reserve and, and the Pentagon and... and there's, you know, a lot of corporate lobbyists. It's a compl- it's I a think com- it's, it's a complicated. I believe it's probably. I imagine it. I don't know who what it is or who it is, but a complicated amalgam of different. I know powers. Pieces. Of they shit. revealed it on So Marion Axe Murder. Oh, it's the Pentaverant. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? The Queen, the Getty, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's a good one of the movie. best. Oh yeah, that, he, that's that the whole thing where the dad's like, "Well, <laughs> well, didn't you know, Sonny Chum? There's a secret society of the five wealthiest, wealthiest landowners in the world, known as the Bentavrit, <laughs> <laughs> who meet triannually in a place known as the Meadows." <laughs> what is weird is that is a thing. Like that, the the uh, Bilderberg Group. Yes, that's a real thing. It's yeah. weird. I don't know if how how um, evil it is, mm-hmm. but it does sort of seem evil. Bunch of old white people. Well, I mean, rich is people. it evil or is it a oligarchy of people who are trying to guide society? I'm not excusing it or saying it's good, but I'm saying, it, do they? Is it truly evil or is it just a group of people thinking they're doing something for the good of society? They might be what that might be what you know what doing. I mean. Like, but the, but the good of society, they're not. They're like, uh, we got to guide it this way or the shit's fucked. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. Nobody's ever been inside of it to check it out. Alex Jones keeps trying. <laughs> He's always there reporting on it. Here I am outside of the Bilderberg Group. They throw him, they throw me off the premises. I have to. <laughs> it's, always, it's always like that. They throw they throw me off the premises. I'm I'm three quarters of a mile away. You can see over my shoulder the the hotel in, in, in which they are staying. And uh, I've been told if I come within three hundred feet, they will put me in 
uh, CIA black side. So, uh, oh, I hate him. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> All right, John, you got anything you want to say? Because I think uh, we did so much yesterday that we can do. Hell, it's an hour and forty-five minutes. We're in the yeah. Fuck these people, man. I'm not. Mad. I'm not. I'm not mad about Johnny. Well, we also skipped your favorite thing. If you want to talk about food uh, or something, I'm not happy you're mad about anything. I'm just. <laughs> You're happy that you got to teach me how to argue. Yesterday. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed schooling you about what it means. Educating me. Educating you about how to be educated to Ted and how to be a morally superior person by putting Damn, other I people down. this. By putting yeah. other people well, you down. you just have to listen to the, to the last 45 minutes of yesterday. <laughs> I'm at I mean, far the, more the, the, secret, the secret to being morally pure and to showing other people how morally pure you are is putting other people down for no apparent fucking reason. It's true. I'm on board. Welcome to 2018. Read a book. Educate well, yourself. <laughs> you're <laughs> pro-racist. You know, I heard him say something. I'm anti-racist. I heard him say something that, that think was about it. sort of, sort of uh, pro-rape. I think he's pro-rape, too. See, that's another one that I could use against you if I wanted to. It doesn't matter what you think. All I got to do is say the words and point at you. Pro-rape. I'm anti-rape. You're pro-rape. I win. And uh, this has been the world's number one anti-rape, anti-pedophilia, <laughs> anti-domestic uh, violence. Domestic violence podcast. podcast. Thanks for listening. And go forth and fuck yourself. <laughs>